But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said! This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, a member of the Pulse Podcast Network, and your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Oh my goodness, we are back. Maybe a little early, but we're still here. And you know what? The mood is uplifted. And it's funny that that will happen after you start the week off. And yes, I mean start the week off on a Sunday, not Monday, you fucking weirdos that think that Monday is the start of the week, of the calendar week. But that's a different story altogether. It is a nice feeling when you get a really, really good pay-per-view to start your week. And then it kind of just sets the tone for the... Sometimes... More times than not, the tone will be absolutely slaughtered the next night. But it's been a happy place. It's a happy place. We found our happy place. Finally, we have found it on the road to WrestleMania. So, Lara, like, look, you can leave me hanging all you want. I'll talk for an hour and a half. I wasn't leaving you hanging. I was was letting the breath come. and You tried to pull a me on me. Introduced me back into the show. That's all. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. So It's what I do. Like you were saying, I mean, there was so much positive that happened on Sunday and then yesterday on Monday that, I mean, it almost sucks in our position that we're in, that we have to record this before SmackDown. And unfortunately. Not, but unfortunately. But, but I mean... We'll live tweet the shit out of it. You'll know we're there. Don't that's worry. That's for sure. Um, yeah, the call-ups and the pay-per-view itself was, from start to finish was, for the most part, a really good show. Uh, you had a, a pretty cool exchange with Daniel Bryan and, and Kofi where he absolutely killed it again. Don't uh, give it away. Why don't you lead us into it? All right, so Elimination Chamber on this Sunday is This was... week in wrestling, by the way, that's what I meant by lead us into it. This week I think in our wrestling. listeners know this by now. Well, sometimes, sometimes we might have new listeners, <laughs> and they might not know. And I have to tell them because you're too ignorant to tell them oh, what the beginning... Yes, Ouch. I said it. The beginning segment this week in wrestling. You're welcome, new listeners. I know. It's tough carrying this goddamn podcast. <laughs> Elimination Chamber, Sunday night. Um, a lot of hype goes into this this particular pay-per-view. And it's a gimmick pay-per-view. The big, yeah, the big match that is the Elimination Chamber. But especially this year with the Women's Tag Team Championship. First time ever. First time ever. And I didn't fuck that up like Bailey and Sasha for some reason. They keep wanting to call it the WWE Tag Team Women's, Women's Championship. Championship. And it's women's look, tag team look, championship. They're the first ever. They can name it whatever they want. <laughs> they kept screwing it they up. They could call it the Siamese Twin Tag Team Championship if they really want to. I could just envision Vince cringing in the back as they keep fucking up women's tag team I know I shouldn't have given them those fucking titles. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have. So, I should have given it to the blonde chick and the dyke. Oh, I'm just saying what oh, Vince says in the back. I don't personally feel that way. Oh, don't try and Vince. throw me under the bus. That's a low blow. That's a Vince. That, That's, you're telling I, me you can't see Vince sitting in the back. I can. I just didn't imagine it to come out of your mouth. I could see. I was. I was. It was coming out of my <laughs> mouth through Vince. Wait, what? <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. I can't wait to go back on this recording, and I'm isolating that right there. Um, <laughs> so let's start wait, with the women's. I edit, not you. <laughs> let's start with the women's match. Um, because it's the first ever, I thought, and I know going in, you said this before, that I it was did. going to be a clusterfuck. I said it on last week's show. Because of the amount of humanity that was going to be in this match and all at the same time. I think I think they did it well. I think it was put together well. Any response? Yeah, the amount of humanity. Yeah, the amount of humans <laughs> that are in the ring. <laughs> like that's never been said before. Not by you. Since when did and? you? And you are you're now the intellectual savior of oh, the masses. 
I'm sorry. Human being is is a very intellectual yeah, see, word. You, you fucked that up. Human beings? <laughs> beings? I said being. Anyway, <laughs> it was a pleasant surprise to to watch and it not be... It was... Look, there's a lot of people in the ring. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people in the match. It could have been a lot more out of hand. There were some spots that were iffy, but... Not, not that you could count. Like, not that you're like, oh, well, this spot, this spot. And if you were, then you're just being overly critical of this match. This match was a first ever for these women having this type of spot to be in. Lead off the card, the main card, and set the tone for the rest of the night, which they did. Mm-hmm. They started it off. I mean, yes, it was predictable. You predicted it, so it must have been overly predictable because... Thanks. Sasha and Bailey were supposed to win. They're now in that category of first ever. Charlotte, first ever Raw Women's Champion. Becky, first ever SmackDown Live Women's Champion. Sasha, Bailey, first ever Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. Women's. Did I say it right now? <laughs> did I say it like them? You I'm did. I'm just trying to fit in. Yeah, I, I think, um, yes, it was... It was predictable. I know a lot of people were saying the Iconics. You even said the Iconics. It was more of a like, okay, well, what... what? I know the first time ever it's got to be monumental, but what could... And look, I was thinking not, like, the business aspect of it. Like, okay, well, what could they... And they'll get their chance. They'll mm-hmm. get their time. What can they do with the titles after they get them? After there's a feud that's set up. Yeah. Because now you have to chase two of the best. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. The match was great. thought there was a lot of... I mean, props to Nia Jax for taking that fucking bump. Yes. Yeah. She... Head first She came in like a motherfucking wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> came in like a wrecking ball. I should have known that was coming. I really should have. Yeah, I couldn't hit the high note this no. time, though. No. I'm more of a baritone. Um, but I think, all in all, he couldn't have asked for, I mean, a better showing from the women... I think the company got obviously who they wanted. You get Sasha and Bailey, and now you start and hopefully can actually build a tag team division and make meaningful storylines up. What you want to see after you get a first of something, you want to see it progress, not fall backwards. And also, we get a sneak peek into how these are going to be defended on Monday night because Sasha and Bailey cut a promo in the ring and they say they're going to defend it on Raw, on SmackDown, and even on NXT. So, there you go. I mean, that's even better. This is what we said. We needed a cross-branded title, and we got it. Yeah. So, look. Oh, my goodness. Are they listening to what us <laughs> morons are saying and the morons all over the world are saying? It appears so. Are they listening? So the ears are, The ears are open. Speaking of listening, nope, I was going to lead into The Miz <laughs> and Shane, but, I mean, I don't know if they're listening or not because this has been weird from the start. Yes. From Jump. Yep. I don't. They build it off of this best in the world, which was just which is a long shot as it is, mm-hmm. and it was on a shitty fucking live show. So they started from jump backwards, and now they look like they built this whole thing where Shane's praising the Miz by bringing out his dad, saying he's going to be a wonder, wonderful second father, and all that. I mean. It's not interesting. They're not a tag team, nor should they pretend to be a tag team. If you're going to work on the split, good. They didn't need the titles for that to happen. What was more interesting is that they put the titles back on the Usos. The yeah. Usos can do no wrong. Legitimately. Like, they have the Samoan dynasty behind them, but they must have, like, a, they're, like, in a different wing. They're without punishment. He's responsible. Jimmy's responsible for his own well-being. Yes. Okay. Punch the cop. What do we do? Eh, no slap on the wrist. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to give you the titles. You talking about wanting to leave to go to AEW, so to speak. We don't know if that's true or not. I mean, does it make sense now that they got the titles? No, because six-time champions, they've had the titles a couple times before that. So it makes sense to put it on your best tag team. Get it off of the half-ass put together Miz and Shane O'Mac. Put it on the Usos. I'm actually okay with this. It came at a shitty time because you would you wouldn't think that someone would be rewarded for that, but whatever. I mean, another lull in the night is the Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin. It's he's 
Strowman's fallen. Yeah. Down. Yep. Down. Like he was. He was. He's right back. Yeah, you're right. You're putting the spot with the top guy. They can't give you the ball. They won't give you the ball. You're over with the damn crowd. They're pulling back now. It's this, and Baron Corbin is Kalisto. Yeah, you're right. And not only that, I mean, you had you had the you had Lashley and McIntyre both come out, destroy destroy Braun. It was weird because Lashley had just lost the title. You'd think he'd be in the back, and he but he comes out, and now he's a henchman to Corbin. Like, what is he? What is he more? He was supposed to be pissed off that he lost the title. I mean, I guess here you're pissed off. You want to come out and take it out on Braun, but it's it was just it wasn't good. Those four that they're they keep pulling all together again. Get McIntyre the fuck out of there. Exactly. Him, get, don't suck him down with this train wreck. Yes. And I, but you know what though? I feel. I mean, obviously, I feel bad for Braun because he was so hot and he was the it thing for that little bit of time, so he didn't get his opportunity. But I feel bad for Corbin. Corbin was so good when he was in NXT and when he first came up, and he kind of fizzled out because they didn't have anything legitimate for him. And this GM thing, yeah, it was a little bit better. He caught some heat in the back. He lost it because he had the briefcase. He should have cashed. It was Jinder Mahal was the fucking champion. He should have cashed in, and he should like it was. It was he got sand out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was there for the picking for Corbin. He's a big guy. He's athletic. He's everything that the company oh, technically he, looks a, at. He's a Vince guy. Yeah. Well, he's a Vince guy looks-wise, but I think personality-wise, he still lacks a couple of the yes-man yes intangibles. Yeah, yeah you're like right. If, just like any of the other, like anyone else who comes into this not actually growing up in it. Like, he came from football, boxing, whatnot. Like, look, he's going to do what he wants. He doesn't get the whole mentality of, like, all right, working, working yeah. yeah, as a team, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That lone wolf character, that's not a work. That's a shoot. That's what he. That's how he is. I mean, from he's from all accounts, from what people have said about him in interviews, he is a lot like a Brock, where he's to himself a lot. He is not into that clicks and yeah. But you, know you got to kind of when you're in the WWE, you got to grow out of that, or you're going to get squashed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you you always have to appear one of the boys when it comes to Vince. And for one of the team. All right. Well, we're working through it rather quickly. Yeah. So now we go to the women's championship match. Mm-hmm. All a minute and 40 seconds of it. Because it really, I mean, if you're going to do that, at least put on, a, like, give Ruby Riot the benefit of the doubt that she could put on a match with Ronda Rousey and actually give them a little bit of time. Yeah, but you know you're, what? You're, you're on, you're, yeah, but you're running to the point of where, which I was very appreciative of. You're, you could have added an extra five to eight or to eight minutes to that and made it an actual match. You ended the pay-per-view early as it is for WWE standards. Yeah, especially from the Rumble. But, no, you know what? The one thing I'd look at it, yes, and being – I, I love Ruby Riot, actually one of my favorite of the women that they have. I just feel like, unfortunately, wrong place, wrong time for Ruby at this point because they are so fixated – on Ronda, Becky, Charlotte, that it, she was, yes, she was an afterthought. That's exactly what she was. It's just a shame, wrong place, wrong time. And I get it. You have Rousey, so you're going to utilize yeah. her whenever you can. So putting her in a match, knowing that the match isn't going to go that long, it's what's coming after the match is what you want to get exactly. people invested in. Yeah, and, and and like I said, she's a prisoner to that moment, unfortunately, Ruby's Ruby's going to be here a while or will be a wrestler for a while regardless. You'll see she'll get her chance. But it's just unfortunate that it looked like that could be it <laughs> and then the match started and then you seen what it was going to be. Yeah, but on the plus side, that was a minus, but they plussed it right after the fact. Yes. They threw you a bone. They're like, "All right, we know who you came to see. One of the main people you came to see. You Charlotte has top heel heat in the company right now because she's that good at being this person. Look, she's better than you, and she knows it. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. I'm sorry. You I bring that up. hop along fucking Becky out with her fucking crutches and shit. They get in the ring. There's a stare down. Beats the living shit out of Charlotte with the crutch. Gives it to Ronda. Here you go. Then beats the shit out of Ronda. Like, legitimately... I don't know if uh, Ron- it was uh, both of them were. Do you see the bruises that are on Ronda? I mean, uh, on uh, Charlotte that she put up. 
Her whole upper arm is black like, and blue. They're basically letting this... They're putting a little attitude sprinkle on this feud. And it's for the women. Like, they're letting them have their opportunity. Like, look, you want to you wanna be up there with the men? Look at... Give look at, Divas a chance. Or give... Well, now it would be give... Give, di- give Divas, Divas a chance. That was the tweet that got everything started. All we are saying... Oh, Jesus is give divas a chance. I think I did that justice. Yeah. Sid justice. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it back to wrestling. Uh, I just think the Becky, I think it's clear at this point, this is the Becky, hot is, Becky is the new Austin. And, I don't and, see. But no, no, no. Not in, the, not in the qualifications that everyone else is saying. She's Vince's guy. She's the man for a reason. This is what Vince wants. Vince wants this, and he that's where the he Stone had, Cold he, comparison he can't, comes He in. couldn't find it with any of the men. Exactly. He Which couldn't. is great. Cool. I'm, I'm actually glad because this is exactly what everyone's been dying for. You want Attitude Era? Here it is. This is it. Becky is the new Austin. She is Vince's guy, so everything's going through her, which only solidifies my thought of she is definitely walking away with the title at Mania. She's getting her Austin moment. I think without a doubt. Is she getting her Austin moment or is she getting screwed like Austin would by a McMahon? The McMahon. Either way. Well, and you know what? And that's a that moment. That would be better. That's a moment in itself. Yes. Because you know that's not over. Because now she has revenge. Now she needs revenge on not only the person who beat her, but the person who wronged her. Yeah. And now you carry a. And this is what. Look, this is what they need. They, they have the wrestling down, they mm-hmm. have the talent overly abundant amount of talent that can wrestle. They need those talkers. They need those promos. They need something to engage the live crowds. Like you can get your oohs and ahs moment from a high spot or whatnot or a great uh, move or what, whatever. You need something to be like, all right, well, this is what we're here for. What the hell is going to happen now? Is Becky going to ride out on the Zamboni? Not maybe to not that <laughs> extent, that, but you, yeah. but you're good. You could get that. You, it's what, it's that silly stuff, but it becomes real in the wrestling world. It's not flipping over everything in the, your fucking power just which, because you just can. because yeah. because you're a big guy. It's this like you're fighting the fight against authority, like the actual fight against authority. She's already slapped Stephanie. She's slapped Triple H. She hasn't gotten her hands on Vince. That's next. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, either way, whether you make it that the one Austin moment of finally, after being held down and all that, winning and triumph over everybody that has been holding you down at that WrestleMania moment, then you could get. That's the only other thing I would want is if, yes, if she's going to lose it, McMahon better screw her. And you better build it even more. Yeah. You can't have. You can't have. Charlotte win, win straight up, and clean. that's it. This can't be a clean victory <laughs> yeah. for anyone but Becky. It, it has, can be yeah. clean for Becky after a long-ass match of getting beaten down the whole time. Either that, I hope they don't do the whole, because there's three people, it wouldn't make sense to do the Brett-Austin finish Have where her Becky pass out. just yeah. pass out. Yeah. It wouldn't make, I mean. Well, yeah, Ronda would have have to be really knocked out, went through a table, something like that. Unless and, Ronda's supposed to be the hero in all this, and Ronda's, the, or Ronda's supposed to be the actual foil in all this. We are going right, in, we're going in pretty we're deep. Going, yeah, we're going in deep. <laughs> we're going in deep, damn it. Get your minds out of the gutter. Now, we didn't even get to the main event. Yes. Which wasn't originally going to be the main event, but you could kind of see. Look, first evers are great. But this is your championship. This is your company championship. Not the red thing. This is your company. Well, now it's a hemp thing, but... Now that, you have the red thing on one show and the hemp on the other. Yes, it's... Fuck it. We're in a bizarre world. <laughs> but anyway, this is your championship title. You would never think it would be. Not coming from a McMahon company, but... This is your title. This should main event. And it was one fucking hell of a main event. Yes, it was. I think all it competitors... Had, it had everything. Yeah. It had everything, and they gave the time that was deserved for the last two participants. And you got some inner storyline with, I think, I mean, I know 
Eggy tweeted us earlier. He messaged us saying that after the Elimination Chamber, it's not going to be Orton versus Styles. How is it not going to be? He's already RKO'd him out of nowhere. He's ha- went for the phenomenal forearm, but guess what? You got RKO'd again. It is setting up. To, no, be quite honest. I'm pretty sure he meant that sarcastically. Like, oh, no, it's definitely not going to be AJ and Orton. Oh, fucking wanker. It, it, from the, from the, what, that's at least what I got. You probably, I, he just likes being right, and which is why I think it was more sarcastic than him actually believing. No, you know what? They don't have to know that. <laughs> Well, damn, I wish I would have kept my mouth shut then. Erase that memory. You don't have to know that. He didn't mean it like that. He really meant that he doesn't think it's going to be Styles versus Orton. Okay. And we're going to leave it at that. Okay. Anyway, inner storytelling throughout the match, which is cool in a gimmick match. Yeah, because that doesn't typically happen that like that. I mean, the people that you didn't think were going to have that much of an impact really didn't have that much of an impact. I mean, Hardy was there. Yeah. But Hardy really, really wasn't. He wasn't the guy, and everyone knew it, so he was there for his one cool spot and then got eliminated. Joe played a good heel for the beginning. It was smart starting him off, but he really doesn't fit into this, so get rid of him. Then you have the Styles and Orton spot, and there you go. Kofi eliminates Orton, and now you get Kofi, who, mind you, has always been a popular superstar. Mm -hmm. Maybe not because he was never pushed like a big singles competitor, Never got the notoriety, never got the the fame and fortune that he should have. But now people are, now is the perfect time because you're able to you're able to build this. This is the Daniel Bryan story against Daniel Bryan. This is your underdog. This is your person that's never gotten his opportunity. Now all of a sudden has wasn't even in the match. Now is not only in the match but is now the favorite of the majority of the people that are watching. I mean. Yes, you still have the Becky fans, you still have the Seth fans, but besides them, Kofi is your hot ticket right now. Yeah. Now, what do you do to not fizzle that off? Because he's put on clinics now in a gauntlet match and an elimination chamber match. All right, so I'll have an answer for you. At least what, if I'm doing it, this is what I would do, is... Obviously, like we said, we're recording. We're right now. We are recording before SmackDown, so we have no idea who Daniel Bryan's opponent is going to be at Fastlane. But that should be the answer. It should be Kofi. He should get the run of the build to Fastlane, the match at Fastlane. But no, he doesn't go over. But that doesn't mean that it has to stop. Like for Mania, yeah, it it's not going to lead to Mania, so he has to drop off then. But Fastlane can be a really good build, and he have a championship contender run and face Brian. Brian ultimately go over, but I think it's going to happen a little differently. I think KO comes out at Fastlane, attacks Daniel Bryan, getting Kofi disqualified, and then there it is. You set up Brian Owens, Mania, Kofi. Yes, he gets unfortunately gets screwed out of it. But he has his match, and you have to have it be a barn burner, which the last two between Daniel and Kofi were. So most likely it will be. You give him a good, I don't know, 27, 32 minutes in the ring, and then you bring out Owens to end the night and start the road to WrestleMania for Brian Owens for the title. I'm going to tell you why part of that doesn't make sense now thinking that it won't happen. Okay. You already have your heel. You already have Daniel Bryan as your heel. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to... Vince will never make it. Because if Kevin Owens comes out and costs, of all people, Kofi Kingston the match, yeah, he's now got the most heat on that brand. Now you have yeah, someone true. that you've built to have so much heat with the fans who is getting the reactions that you want, mm-hmm. who continues to put down the fan base and get the heat that they want on him. Why would you now bring in Kevin Owens, attack the most over person on the brand, and now garnering as much, if not more, heat of your top heel, your champion? So how there now you now you've strapped yourself well, into yeah. trying to turn someone either pointless to turn Daniel Bryan at this point, and now you have to now work your ass off to get Owens. As the face in this. Um, I mean, you don't I have mean, to, but they're never going to go heel versus heel no, I at Mania. And, and looking at that, yeah, you're right. They they won't do that. But then, I mean, unless you just have Daniel beat him like you had him beat him last night. I mean, eventually. You either or do you it, use Harper. Do you want, do you want 
WWE booking, it will be someone else will get the opportunity tonight. Kofi will work his way into the match. Brian will pin whoever the person that is named. And Kofi hasn't been beaten by Brian. And now Brian will challenge, or Kofi will challenge Brian at Mania. Because Kofi wasn't the one to lose the match. Now you protected Kofi and you put over Brian. And I was just feeding into the rumors that that the person who is facing Brian at Mania is not on the current roster. And it could, was the names. It, the names were like the names were, of course, Zane Owens. Well, they're Cena. on the roster. They're just hurt. Well, they're not on the roster this moment. Is what the thing was. And there are a lot of uh, rumors and whatnot. Yeah. I said the word, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to hit it yeah. because I'm talking. If yeah. you were talking, I would have hit it. I know. <laughs> but there are a lot of rumors that it might be Brian versus Cena. Yeah. But if Kofi gets to the point, it's not like they can't change their mind where, look, what reaction do we want at WrestleMania? Do we want Cena's not now not going to get the reaction either. Yeah. And he's going to get the ca- he's going to get the casuals. It's John Cena. He's in movies now. So yeah. he's going to he's your now he's your Playboy Rock. He's going to come in and fucking bring your casual viewers that you want because The Rock's past that point, which he should be. Mm-hmm. And now you get John Cena, Mr. Movie Star. Yeah. Well, I get why they would do it. I just don't want them to do it. I think that you have this. You have lightning in a bottle. Why do you? Why must you destroy this lightning that you have, that you know you have, just for the money match at WrestleMania? Believe Unless me, Kofi wins after Mania. I don't not want to see Kofi there, and that's not the thing at all. It's just with Owen's timetable coming back. I think it's going to be Cena over Owen's. They're not going to bring... They've not invested in Owen's like that for the majority of his tenure on the main roster where he's going to come back and already garner a title shot, a main title shot. I could see him coming in and beating up R-Truth and putting him in the mid-card title his first comeback and but being I, the United States champion again. That'd be great. Or yeah, but it's also a fresh matchup with him and mm-hmm. and um our truth. But he's not the Cena is the one that you come back automatically in a title picture. Automatically. No matter what. Cena will be in that in that title shot. Elwins hasn't reached that level to where he can come back like a Jericho. Jericho comes back, he put himself in the title picture with Punk. Right away. Giant. Guys that are that name. No, I, see, I see what you're saying. Especially, you're definitely Mania, right. especially Mania. Yeah. It's Cena. Yeah. Anyway, that was the fallout of a great pay-per-view. It kept falling out, though, the next night. The fallout continues. The next night in Lafayette, Louisiana, is your Monday Night Raw. And, spoiler alert, before the, the, the show... They put out a tweet saying that Ricochet, Aleister Black, Gargano, and Ciampa are at the show. Now, what are they going to do there? I wonder. Are they going to participate or are they just going to watch? What are they going to do? Back? Are they going to do these background segments? These are your top four guys in NXT. No, they're going to be on the fucking show. <laughs> and there's where you, you appease the people watching at home. Because now you have not only that, but you have they're all great debuts, and they were they were done right too, and they're all with they're all with hot players at the point. You have the tag team champions, the revival against DIY, and then you have Ricochet's in there with Finn Balor and Elias, one of your most over people, good or bad, in there with Aleister Black. They were in there with the right people. They weren't. They didn't debut and have the quote-unquote squash match. Yeah. Which is a fucking breath of fresh air. really is. It really is. I love that they actually did something meaningful. And uh, they got the time they deserved, and they got the booking they deserved. Now, before we continue with that, I will say one thing that I did enjoy that I was surprised to see. Kind of. Dean Ambrose is back to being Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Dean Ambrose has lost that stupid weird gimmick where I it, they they the botched gimmick that they were trying to force and now he's just back to I don't give a fuck Dean Ambrose. <laughs> yeah, the best part one of the best parts of the night is after he gets his ass beat and Seth getting interviewed 
and he walks walks up to Seth. Robin is there. Goes, where were you out there? <laughs> it was like, yes, thank, Finally. thank God. Like, yeah. yeah, yes, he can be a badass in the ring. Yeah, but he can still be a normal when, guy as well. When done right, yes, he yeah. can be that. The he, yeah, look, he's that lunatic. Mm-hmm. You don't know. He's unpredictable, and he's funny too. I mean, yes, yeah. When he's with the right people, like the exchange with him, McIntyre, and Triple H. Triple H fed great off of Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. It was and it was really good seeing that. Look, this. All right, maybe we just shy away from this, and now he doesn't have that stupid alarm in the in his entrance music either. Yeah. So Dean Ambrose is back. I hope Dean Ambrose is here to stay in WWE. Dean Ambrose, albeit would be a huge name somewhere else. <laughs> hey, damn you. But I hope he stays. Uh, he's got a lot more left to give for that company and to that company. Yes, they're getting a biv- bevy of talent, but when used right, Dean Ambrose can be very, very effective. Back to the debuts. I know I'll let you lead off with what you thought of a certain part of the audience participation maybe yeah yeah I, I put that i put a tweet out and just asked is it just us or is the crowd really that dead and honestly we're still getting tweets and uh gifts thrown at us on that same tweet because like it was so quiet it was so quiet i mean the reactions that it should have gotten from everything that happened they they just nothing nothing whatsoever and as fans that have been in a city that knows how to be fans and knows how to be vocal and knows how to be on a show, it's fucking ridiculous watching a fan group like that compared to Chicago, here in Philly, New York, L.A. Fans that gave a shit. All right. I have a twofold explanation, my reasoning behind why they debuted at Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they, if it were me, that they actually plan this. Like, it's kind of like a old school approach before any type of social media. If you're thinking in a sports-minded way. You debut them here. Like, because if you're going to debut them in Philly, New York, uh, any of the places, Chicago, L.A., the places that you said, they're going to get a monumental reaction to people that shouldn't be getting this reaction. This is the main... This is the big leagues. This is the and I like that Bobby Roode alluded to this in the backstage promo with DIY, saying that look, this is the big league. You got to work your way up. You already have this title shot. Like who are you? Type mentality. Like obviously you have the network. It's it's a harder time to do this because you have the network. There's people that are able to see this. But this is technically not the main roster. It's NXT. The pre-taped shows and whatnot. It's your minor league brand. I know. And I don't mean that as a snub in any way, shape, or form. It's your minor league brand. Remember, like, back in the day, if you bring someone up from the minors to the big leagues, you don't really know who they are. They start killing it. You're like, oh, wait, now you're generating some interest. Like, oh, well, who is this kid? Like, you know, before you have social media, before you see him, you might hear word of him from, like, your fucking creepy uncle or something that goes to, like, all the minor league games. Like, you should really go check this guy out. It's kind of like that old school mentality. Like, you have to build it up like they shouldn't be getting this monumental reaction right away they have to build these characters to get the cheers that they're going to want to garner so you're saying it's more you they more use it as a test of see how they could do and just like that instead of making it a big big deal it's easier for them if they're coming out before they say anything to get a reaction yeah. like before alistair alistair black's music hits and everyone's singing along with it He's already got the reaction. He's He's got the fake reaction. It's the both these guys fucking chant before the match even starts. Yeah. So you bring them out to a dead crowd. And believe me, it was a dead fucking crowd. I don't know if they were tweaking the volume or whatnot, but it didn't even look like people were moving. Yeah. So maybe they have fancy tricks where they can freeze the back screen while the shit in the foreground's happening. I don't know. It's the 90s. They could do whatever they want. I don't. I just think you bring them out to a dead crowd. Look, you have to earn these reactions. Look, you're not going to get them because the crowd. But it's kind of like a. You don't just talk, pause, wait for a reaction. Like you just, you got to get go. used to it. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it was maybe that was their type of reasoning for it. If that was it, then I am okay with it. If they just debuted him just for the hell of it, then they they, they might have miscued on that one. Yeah, I mean, aside from their debuts and all and the great spots they were put in, another huge piece was the first inductee into this year's Hall of Fame being announced. And yes, as a whole, it is amazing that DX is going in as a group and Shawn Michaels being Shawnee two time. Yeah. A double time now with him and just him and flair are the only ones to be it. Funny how that happened. <laughs> um, but the, I think the biggest thing of all is China being allowed in the hall of fame. China will be in the hall of fame. It's what a lot of, it's what a, a good majority wanted was mm-hmm. China in the hall of fame. Listen, you got China in the Hall of Fame. Just because it's not her by herself, she's, she's still in the Hall of Fame. She's in the Hall of Fame. And this might have been the better way to do it because now she's not with us. It's sad. But now you're putting in some of the people that were the closest to her in all of wrestling. Now they're going to do a speech for her in her honor. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of good words from all of the people in DX. That's be- it might mean even more. True. Because... If she were to get inducted by herself, you might only get one person. You might get five stories. of ch- it, it might be a better approach to it. I mean, you also get Billy Gunn, which is interesting because Billy Gunn now writes for the the bad guy. Mm-hmm. AEW. Yeah. So it's going to be funny to see him there. I mean, he's already going to be there for the weekend. So, yeah, sure, why not? But it's it's it shows a lot of WWE actually doing that at the time that they're doing it. Like they're trying to be the bigger person almost. Which is good. It's what they need to be. Wrestling's for everybody. That's right. Do, 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 do. So DX going in is huge. I think it's a great name. I think it's um, obviously well-deserved. Um, and I think we thought the same thing of the next one or one of them, by the time it comes, is going to be Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, I wonder if, who's the headliner? It's not DX. Or is it DX? Or is it DX? Is I DX mean, the headliner? Typically, they name the headliner first. I mean, it's, it's always... I mean, Goldberg was named first, and you look back, Stone Cold was named first, The Rock, Shawn Michaels. So DX might be your, your headliner? Yeah. Does Christian get in this year? He's been making so many jokes on the pod and on the pod of awesomeness on the network. Ah. I don't know, man. They're saying Ziggler's going to get in before him now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I don't know. It, yeah, it. I don't know. But I'm glad I'm glad DX is getting in. More glad that um, that China is, is getting in as well, for sure. It's a good time for wrestling. Yeah, it really is. It's almost the time. The time might be now. Almost. Yeah, I had it. I had it and I lost it. Almost. Anyway, maybe it was just because I was so excited for our new segment, Living in the Now. Yeah, um, if you've listened to our show maybe about 40 episodes ago, I think it's episode 38 off the top of my head, um, we interviewed Hale Collins. You can check me on that too, by the way. I'm not going to. I'm gonna, um, we interviewed Hale Collins of the Now, and um, which was either right before or right after we interviewed his tag partner, Vic Delicious, who um, who really, really messed up his leg in a, a, an accident spot coming off the top rope. And we just wanted to interview the guys because we love the gimmick and we love their wrestling from House of Hardcore and actually became friends with them or really nice guys. And uh, so, Hale, we decided to... We consider them friends. We don't know what they consider us. Yeah, we consider... Probably schmucks. Maybe. (laughs) Um, We we called Hale and said, look, we want to do this with you. We think it'd be really fun and really entertaining. So we basically are going to ask Hale um, questions if something is now... Or so not now. And um, and he's just going to give his response and exactly what it is. So we're we're amazing, amazing this segment turned out the way it did. And we hope you like it as well as we did. But before we get to that, you going to any shows this week? Any big shebangers? Well, you know who you want to use. You want to use tick, Ticks Blitz. You go. Damn, it's yeah. so Almost. tough. Ticks Blitz. And here they are. Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With Tick Flicks, 
The price you see is the price you pay. And TixFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TixFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want and BAM! It's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TixFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TixFlix. That's TixFlix.com. T-I-X-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Live in the now! You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. Collins and um, with this new segment we're going to ask Hale his opinion on just um, random things whether it's pop culture whether it's wrestling and uh, see if Hale thinks it's now or so not now so Hale <laughs> welcome in hey what's up guys oh man you sound good you sound a lot better than the last time we spoke we were a little little yeah. iffy on the connection last time you're coming in loud and clear this time though now. <laughs> First question, he knocked right out of the park. All right, we will start with, uh, we'll throw a little layup at you. How do you feel about the wrestler Alex Reynolds? Um, Alex Reynolds is uh, so not now. <laughs> because I, because you know, he's been around for a long time, and like, he's really good in the ring. But the thing is, he has to do something more now to get noticed. You mean attacking people from behind is is not enough? It's, the, it's so not now. <laughs> and there and ha I, has there been any retaliation to that yet by yourself and Vic? No, nothing yet. So, like, the fact is, uh, I don't even know when the next HOA show is. Do you guys? <laughs> No, nope. we have we haven't caught word of that yet either. Yeah, so like I think it's, there's a lot of so not now moments here. There's Tommy Dreamer is so not now for now announcing the next Generation show. <laughs> Alex Reynolds is so not now for attacking us blindly, and it's so not now that there's no plan set for us to get our revenge. I'm gonna say three spot on points. I don't think that's now at all. And we might need to take matters into our own hands. We might need to get the video cameras rolling, find Alex Reynolds, and have that face off. Yeah, well, you know, Vic and I were talking, like, we were going to go, like, you know, different, you know, like, try to find him. But like I said, he's so not now because we can't find him on any shows. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the kids call throwing shade today. <laughs> Which that might not be now either, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to spin off a little bit. I'm going to throw you another layup, I think. So not now or now. David Arquette back in wrestling. Uh, I think it's very now. Uh, just because he's, his passion for wrestling is incredible. He has a tattoo of, a, of Macho Man Elizabeth on his body. You know, so it's like, so, yeah, I brought him down to, like, you know, Jai Raz to see what he, see what he has. So, I mean, the guy's not bad, he's, you know. Uh, he's also 47 years old, and he looks like he's 30. Yeah, that's, so, pretty, me that's pretty messed up that he's all, he, he looks like he's younger than half the people he's wrestling. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and, and he actually works out on, like, half the, in, half the guys in the Indies. So David Arquette back on his redemption tour in wrestling. He's the he's in the now. <laughs> oh, he's uh, yeah, he's definitely one of the guys uh, living in the now. Uh, yep, 100%. So the bottom line is David Arquette is now. 
I'm going to throw a little side note in. I also have a Macho Man <laughs> tattoo, so I have that in common with David Arquette. Well, that, that's a perfect example why you guys living it out. <laughs> All right, next we're going to venture out of the wrestling world for one second. So not now or now. Barbecue pizza, where the barbecue sauce is the actual sauce in the pizza. That can't be any so not now. (laughs) Every time I walk into a pizza and I see the barbecue sauce as the sauce for the pizza, I go to the guy and go, don't you think that's a little bit overkill? <laughs> so every time I take a bite, I, all I do is taste barbecue sauce. It's barbecue chicken pizza. That means you make pizza and you sprinkle barbecue chicken on the pizza. So yes, people that use barbecue sauce for the pizza sauce is so not now, and they should be shut down immediately. <laughs> Uh, that was that was the exact reaction that I wanted to that question. Yeah, that was perfect. Uh, no, oh, nothing makes you more angry than I that. Oh, God. I'm going to stick with, I actually want to stick with pizza because this is one of the biggest questions and debates on the internet about pizza. Oh. Uh, pineapple on pizza, now or so not now? It's so it's so now. If you drain the the pineapple can and you have pineapples that are fresh and not all juicy, so some dumbass pizzerias just take the can and dump it out. So they got they got pineapple juice mixing in with the pizza sauce, mixing in with the oil, mixing in with everything, and it's just a big runny mess. So you have two ways. If you don't drain the pineapple juice, you are so not now. If you do. It's pretty now. <laughs> See, I mean, this is why we, we did this segment, because we are learning so much, and we learned that, uh, okay, wrestling is Hale Collins' passion, but really a close second is pizza and the toppings in which and how you put it on. Uh, it's <laughs> it's amazing how fired up you get over this. Uh, it makes you it really furious because it's like people just don't care about the product. Pizza preparation uh, in the now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's just uh, nothing drives me more insane. Or, like, how about we just talk about white pizza? You know, when they just take the blobs of ricotta cheese and just on. <laughs> like, so, so, you, so you take a bite and you just taste cheese and dough, and then you take another bite and all you taste is ricotta cheese. So, there it is. You just gotta spoon out the ricotta cheese throughout the whole pie, and then he put the cheese on top. I don't know. I think you might have missed your calling. I think you should be a pizza connoisseur. <laughs> no, because only more pisses me off if some people want the barbecue sauce as the sauce. <laughs> so I rather not so deal with the stupid ass people in the world that don't live in the now. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. All right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna spin it back in the wrestling real quick because we are a wrestling podcast, sort of, I guess. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the talent signings as of late to the guaranteed contracts. What was that? Oh, I will repeat it. All of the talent signings that have been happening today and the guaranteed contracts that are going on. Well, I mean, that's, that's so now because, you know, from, I don't know, I would say 2002 to 2012, there was not many opportunities. So now if there's all these opportunities, it's very now to be wrestling. Short and to the point, I like it. So we're gonna stay with that. We're gonna we're gonna dip right into your specialty. What do you think of the revival and more in depth of technical tag team wrestling? Uh man, the revival <clears throat> the revival get it. They are so now because they they under they they totally are, they master the psychology of tag team wrestling. Everything they do makes sense. So they are living in the now. 
What is so not now are makeshift tag teams. Oh, I'm gonna meaning, do. Meaning, yeah, there you go. So meaning, if if the URA have an established star, and then you take another established star, and you don't know what to do with them, so you force them to tag, and hopefully it works. That is so not now. A, a great tag team like the Revival, you can't really see them apart. Because they equal one, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It's much like yourself and Vic. Yes. Well, we, we, we love the Revival. We always would want to work with them because, you know, Vic and I love great psychology, and especially tag team psychology. It's a lot of fun to figure out, and uh, it's a lot of fun trying to make it make sense. Now, would it be said that it is now or so not now that tag team wrestling is the backbone to any good show? It's so now. Care to elaborate a little bit? Tag or? Team, well, tag, tag team wrestling can be really, really intense and really good. You can do a lot of creative things, and uh, it can totally change up the whole dynamic of a show with just one tag team. So I believe it's very now that the revival is bringing the, the true fans of wrestling back. And it's very now that they want to bring back the old school tag team titles. Have you seen that? I have seen that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be and opposed. I think that's very now. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to a complete flip of all of the titles on that company and bringing back a more old school approach. Because some of those titles, yeah. some of those titles are a little iffy. Yeah, well, I, I feel like they shouldn't change the titles so much because they're true. You want the same belt that someone else had that meant something. Yes. Like, so for example, it's so now to have a belt that once someone you looked up to and idolized had the same one. Like if I was ever a tag team champion, I would love to have the belt of like the Heart Foundation one. Mm-hmm. and so forth and see, that's why it was great that's why Cody Rose is very now he brought back that original IC title yes that all you know that Mr. Perfect Bret Hart had and it had like such traditional value and it was really awesome that Cody Rose did such a now thing shout out to Cody Rhodes <laughs> and the IC title <laughs> so uh, the next thing we wanted to talk about is um, horrible crowd chants and to just to give you an example, um, you got I mean the the one we just saw was uh, both these guys is chanted at the guys in the ring, or all these guys if you're in a, a tag team match. I mean um, before the match even starts. Before, yeah, before you. the match even starts. Like, what do you? What's your opinion on uh, on the horrible crowd chants? I can't stand it. <laughs> It's so not now because because I feel that the crowds are trying to get over and not trying to get the wrestler over. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're, they're kind of like hoping they watch a DVD and see themselves do some weird ass shit. <laughs> hey, I can't wait to buy the DVD not because of the wrestling. It's because all my friends do all these crazy chants. <laughs> well, that's so not now. And another thing that's so not now is all these dumbass fans aren't loyal. The fact of the matter is, if you got a house of hardcore in the Philly arena, then why the hell do they care if anybody else goes there? Wait, what do you mean so, if anyone else goes there? Well, the fact is, the fact is, like, I feel like the fans, like, if fans want to be, like, all these, all these indie fans want to be loyal, this big family, and this underground mafia kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then they can be loyal to their pro- to what they love. Like, they, like for example, when I was a fan of like ECW back in the day, like it was it was like Poughkeepsie versus the Philly crowd. Mm-hmm. So the Philly crowd would take a bus up to like Poughkeepsie, and the crowd would be split. We would say like Philly sucks, and then we would say Poughkeepsie sucks. It was just a it was just a cool feeling that that fans want like did or like for example, remember when like. 
a wrestler kind of went to NXT, or no, when a wrestler went to like WWE, the crowd would be like, "You sold out." Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. What I... happened to that? Now, now wrestlers when they go to NXT or anywhere else, that like you know they feel like it's a, a better opportunity. The crowd applauses and says, "Thank you." You mean someone that wants to get out of a contract and go somewhere else? You're not going to get the you sold out. You're gonna you're gonna get the thank you chance, correct? Yeah, like it's like well, like like what happened to the fans being like like this guy's leaving the company that like they, the company needs that guy. Fuck that! You sold out. You sold out. Are you? It was what, fun. What I'm getting from this is that fans today are soft. Oh, they're incredibly soft. They're like they're so soft. They try to be all hardcore, these dumbass chants that so it makes them not soft. They can't stay the shit in WWE. I don't know why, but doesn't get over or whatever the hell why. But the fact is, because they do these chants that makes them hard. No, it doesn't. It makes you a joke. The fans should be more loyal. Hmm. You're saying I'm. I'm... Like, like, Go ahead. So, so I feel like so, a lot of fans they are so not now because they're not true. They're not loyal. They're more picky in who they like. They're more selective. They're not loyal to to the whole. They're loyal to the clicks. Yeah, very clicky. So like, so like, like I'm I'm happy that people go on and make a lot of money and all that good stuff. But as a fan's perspective, why do they give a crap if wrestlers go make more money? Do they have like this young who can't like they shouldn't care about that. They they should care about people being loyal to the product. I agree wholeheartedly, and I probably couldn't have said it any better, but yeah, if you're going to be loyal to something as a whole, you might not, I mean, look, everyone's got their favorites, but look, if you're going to support this movement, support this movement. Don't support it until your favorites move up. Support the movement forever. Yeah, like, for example, like, uh, Ring of Honor is the guy that's left and right. People are like, thank you, thank you, thank you, but really... They're helping monopolize wrestling, which which they're which the fans are trying not to do. Hmm. So, uh, hey, we got another one. Um, and WWE has teased in the past couple weeks since Rumble this intergender wrestling, and intergender wrestling has been is prevalent on the independent side, but not so much WWE. So now WWE looks like they might be hinting on going back to it a little bit. Um, what do you think about intergender wrestling? Um, I think it's, you know, it's definitely unique and interesting. I feel like a lot of the women in wrestling today can totally kick a lot of the indie guys' asses. Because if you look at them, you have a lot of guys that are like 130, 160 pounds. Not a lot, but enough. And you got girls that are weighing the same weight, and I think some of the girls are a lot tougher. <laughs> so, so it's like, sometimes I look at a woman like, well, that, that woman could totally kick your ass, dude. No way she couldn't. You know, you might be able to do fancy her Karana and all this other stuff, but this one will just punch you right in the face. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm a fan of it. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it's just, it's, some... it's just an art form. You know, it's, it's definitely different. I feel like it's now. It's changing. I'm all about change. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, I watched, you know, Tessa Blanchard have incredible matches with men, you know, so, um, I don't know, probably, I, I think it's now. Probably one of my favorite would be her versus Brian Cage from Wrestle Circus not too long ago, last year. Yeah, yeah, all right, you know, uh, uh, uh I can't think of, uh, yeah, well, Penel- Penel- uh, Pen- uh, Penelope Ford? Well, yeah, she's really good mm-hmm. at those, you know, Penelope Ford, you know, and, uh, and they're, they, they, they take a beating, too, you know, and they give it back. And they come back and they wrestle the next night, you know. They're, so they're just as tough. So I, I'm i not, and they're doing it. So I'm not, I think it's pretty now that this is all happening. I'll, I'll tell you what's now. This was our first segment of Living in the Nail with Hale Collins, and I think it was a success. So we want to thank you, Hale, for being on and contributing to the show once again. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. We're learning a hell of a lot from you. Yeah, well, if you ever feel a shithead fan not be loyal, tell them straight up, hey, 
Be loyal the right way. <laughs> Not just get a chance of bullshit. <laughs> All right, well, now, uh, we appreciate you coming on, like we said, and uh, we'll definitely be returning to this segment. So thank you so much for being on the show. All right, man. Thanks, guys. And thank you for living in the now. Live in the now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? Past it. When? Wear it down. Go back to then. What? Now. Now? Now. I can't. What? When? Just All right, well, that was the first segment of Living in the Now with Hale Collins, and uh, man, I learned a lot. <laughs> Get used to that one, because that was a lot of fun. We're going we're gonna to have some fun living in the now with everyone. Yes, yeah, for sure. I can't wait already to do another one. So um, before we move on, before that segment, um, you heard the uh, promo for Tick Splits. We do want to actually give you guys a little bit of information about tick splits because uh, we just found out in a in one of the messages we were looking at that there are floor seats to AEW on tick splits. So if you don't mind spending a little bit of money. Um, because yeah. of those damn scalpers, they're going <laughs> to scalp up all the money and then they're going to resell it. But if you want a really fair price on those well, tickets. Yeah, as fair as you're going to get. As f they're comparable to other market standards. Yes. I'll tell you that much. So you're going to head over to Tick Splits. You're going to get your freaking tickets. You're going to see that, Marty Gennetti. You're going to see them do that figure eight. Um, but yeah, make sure when you're entering and when you're um, checking out your tickets to enter the uh, promo code PULSE, P-U-L-S-E, all caps, and that will get you 5% off your tickets. Um, and uh, I'm telling you, floor seats are AEW. If you're interested, take a look right now, TickSplits.com. Don't forget the promo code PULSE. So, speaking of AEW, I yes. have a rumor. Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. I just need some time, some time to get away from, from all these rumors. I can't take it no more. my best friend. So I um, was looking online and I saw this rumor and I figured it's one that we were going to look at and want to hear about. So according to WrestleTalk, uh, All Elite Wrestling's current schedule for 2019, this is what's planned. Um, obviously, we know May 25th, Double or Nothing, MGM Grand Las Vegas. That's sold out. N -n 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 New World Order sold out. Uh, the next one they're doing, and now a lot of these are going to be unnamed shows, obviously, because it's a rumor. But we got June of 2019. There's an unnamed show believed to be somewhere in the United States. Summer shenanigans? Um, no, because... I'm, I'm going to name them all. Just... Okay, well, it's only June. You got two more months of summer to be coming, so save your good ones. Okay. Uh, July 2019, unnamed show in Jacksonville, Florida, with a portion going to the anti-gun um, crime charities. The Beach of Bashes? Okay, and um, this one you should have fun with. August 19th, August of 2019, I'm sorry, uh, Royal, Royal Albert Hall, London. Oh, good day, mate. We're coming to your town near you. That's Australia. Oh, good day, mate. We're coming <laughs> to your so town stupid. near you. September 2019, All Out. Balls Out. No. It's called All Out? Yes. It's literally Balls called. Out. All Out. Uh, they're expecting it to be in Chicago, the Sears Center, again. Fuck that. <laughs> um, and then they're saying October 2019, weekly TV show begins. Halloween Havoc. Weekly oh. TV show. Halloween Havocs. <laughs> weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Good cover. <laughs> Nailed it. So that's it. That's all we got. Considering we're two days early, we don't have. We as put on many a hell of a performance. You know what? We carried this show. We did. Yeah. Sure, we did. I'll we carried. It. I mean, me and Hale, not yeah. you. <laughs> we carried this show. That's fine with me. You're riding our I'm, coattails. I'm, I'm good getting the benefits. I'm good with that. We hope you enjoyed listening to yet another podcast that we are putting together for our very lovely fans. We would love you to spread the word to all of your friends and family that probably don't care about wrestling, but tell them to listen anyway, because we're not just wrestling. We're wrestling. 
yeah, that, I couldn't have said it better myself, frankly. But also, don't forget, um, find us on the Pulse Podcast Network. Pulse, at, Pulse, boom! At PulsePodcastNetwork.com. Uh, also, check out our merch. Um, oh, we got some sweet-ass merch. Get it before it's sold out, because it is going quickly. You want that hoodie because it's still cold as shit out? We got you covered. You want a t-shirt because maybe it's hot as balls out? We got you covered. You know what? We got a baseball tee, too, that's right in that mid of hot as shit and cold as balls. We got that for you, too. So check us out, our shop, also on PulsePodcastNetwork.com. And, um... We hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll be talking to you very soon. Later!